This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? This is Anatomy of Sex. This is a free episode. If you want more episodes like this, go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy of sex. We talk about the real sexy questions and it's a lot of fun. So today, like I said, is a free episode and Melanie has a question. Let's go for it. It says sexless marriage. Now I'm mm. going to change some of these numbers in case people get upset. Numbers? Um, I have been married for 39 years. 39 years. That's actually very close to the real number. And my spouse and I have not been intimate since 2019, except for three times when someone was staying with us. It's a long time. My wife is going through menopause and I get told that it's not me, it's her. I've been more attentive, more romantic, given her space, and nothing works. She won't even try supplements or discussing the issue with a doctor. I've done all the recommendations from other websites to no avail. Any Mm. thoughts are welcome. So this is, again, I edited numbers slightly, but this is very, very close. So this is nearly 40 years of marriage and Uh, three years of not having sex, except for Oh, that's longer than... Oh, yeah, three years. Okay. Yeah, I know. So basically once a year... I've had sex once a year for the last three to four years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right. What is your even even take on that? Say that you didn't even like sex, but other things were okay in our marriage. Other things were oh, you, are like the marriage okay, yeah. We, okay? we we talk, you know, we're on the same page financially, you know, kids, whatever. Uh, how <clears throat> how would you interpret that? Like from from a female perspective, I have a lot of thoughts on it, uh, and a lot of this is drawing from clients uh, as well, who like our female clients who basically just hate sex, mm-hmm. and this is all that they're in client or in therapy work with us doing or in coaching doing is like my husband wants sex, but I basically hate sex. What am I? What do we do? Mm-hmm. Right, and I think it's really important. I don't know. There's so many. Like I want to zoom out. Like eight eight clicks. And I want to talk about the zoomed out version of this because I just did the math really quick. So if we're talking about three years, Mm -hmm. 365 days a year, that's 1,095 days. And you've had sex for three of those days. Three. So that's, let's just estimate you've had sex for one hour (laughs) of 1,095 days. So each sex lasts 20 minutes is roughly, what you're saying? Roughly speaking. If, okay. if that's one sex, average. One sex equals 20 minutes. Um, uh, and that's 65,700 minutes. That's not right. That's way wrong. That's way it's wrong. It's like days. I don't even know what I just calculated. Uh, that, that's an interesting perspective. When, when you really break down stats like that, like, like I, I want to look at the data, like the, the data, data of yeah. what that actually like means. You, you can say, what? I get a coffee at Starbucks every day. It's, it's $2.50. Well, multiplied by 365, it's like, oh, annually, you spend $4,000 at Starbucks. $4,000. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. But if mm-hmm. you put it like that, you're like, whoa, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, that's a lot of days 
that we haven't done the thing that my husband finds most connecting mm-hmm. in the world. Right. And that's what I'm getting at. Like that, this is where I think there, and okay, even farther back of clicking, like I have told this to many people. I said it in one of our most recent episodes that I think that sex and intimacy is one of the fastest ways that, and this is going to sound Christianese for a minute here. So bear with me if you hate Christianese. Uh, if you hate it, then I hate you. No, that's not true. That is the opposite <laughs> of what's true. Um, but I believe that the uh, I believe that evil, the devil, or whatever you want to say. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I always think about it's funny that evil is just the word devil, like without the D on it. <laughs> and now it's funnier. Like the devil is an evil D. I don't know. Something about that just made me laugh. And it makes me Seems laugh. like a meme coming on. Right. But um, I feel like sex is the quickest way to tear people apart, tear relationships apart, tear mm. marriages apart, to tear families apart. It's like the... Fa- oh, go ahead. Think. Of, oh, sorry to interrupt you, but think yeah. about it. Say that you are in a semi-sexless marriage, mm-hmm. right? So first of all, if that's happening, then there are other issues in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You're already on shaky ground, right? Mm-hmm. You follow me what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're on shaky ground because of sex. Oh, so since there's no sex, where are people prone to go? And this can be male or female. Oh, they're going to look at something else that is harmful to their marriage that involves sex, porn. Or even connection. I mean, it could be an affair. Or Yeah, or, or an affair. Like an emotional affair. Like it's not. Right? So yeah. you, you see how it just kind of like piggybacks mm-hmm. two different things because the sexual relationship between husband and wife was unstable and maybe neglected or whatever. There's a million different reasons why, but I see what you're saying. I'd like mm-hmm. kind of put two and two. Well, I was thinking about it prior, but I was like, whoa, there's some real connections there. Mm-hmm. But I think too, again, I want to bring it in the sort of like spiritual Christianese vibes here because I think that uh, it's not an accident that that happens. Mm. I think it's very much like, I'm going to plant this seed in your brain, this like weed, this wicked, uh, like, see, you're not getting your needs met. See, he doesn't even care. She doesn't even love you or blah, blah, blah. But look at this other person mm-hmm. or look at this porn or look at this, whatever. Like it's this just vomitously gross thing. It can be this vomitously gross thing because from a typical, well, not even just a male's perspective, but for a lot of men, it is the most important thing. One of the most important things in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so isn't it handy, handy dandy, that the devil can make this thing so just like vile and poisonous within a marriage? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm putting it, putting it in the context because we get a lot of questions like this. And, you know, if it has to do with sex, and the lack of it, most oftentimes it's guys writing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not always. But and this guy sounds pretty awesome. He's like, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm trying to be attentive in all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then just nothing, like he said, to no avail, right? And for, again, I'll stereotype, I don't care, or I'll just speak to me, right? So sex and intimacy in that way and all the things that have to do with sex, like touching and talking and smelling and all that stuff, right? Not just like P to V the whole time. The whole thing is the most important, meaningful, impactful way that I can connect with a person, with you, 
yeah, a th- person. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> well, now I'm just talking about like anyone. People. Connect with anyone. Anybody ever. <laughs> Did you just tag that? Oh, why are you doing that? Yes, I tagged it because it's it's easier for editing purposes for Reba. Thank you for completely ruining the fact that it's supposed to be subtle and not seen by our audience. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to the story. That for me is the most, understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For all the right reasons, for all the best reasons, mm-hmm. not in a weird like, oh, I'm a baby if I don't. No, for all the best reasons, right? Healthy reasons. So, I don't exactly know what that may be for you. Like, okay, that for me is the most, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of other guys that we talk to. So imagine if I said, you know what? I have the power to give you the most, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that is, emotionally, spiritually, spiritually, relationally, mm-hmm. the most. But you know what? I've only given to that. I've only let, I've only participated in that mm-hmm. three times in the last three years. Right. Huh. You think you're happy? Do you think no. that like you're fulfilled? Mm-hmm. You think, man, I have a great marriage. This is really solid. Mm-hmm. I feel so great and I can do other great things because I feel so solid in my marriage. Creativity, easy. Productivity, confidence, easy. No, that stuff goes to the crapper instantly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like for, for ladies listening, <clears throat> what would that equivalent be? Maybe like, hey, I don't let you see your kids. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what would that, what would that be for you? And I'm, I'm asking, I think it would be like safety and security is is my thought. Like if I, so I'm going to sort of try to, uh, use a couple analogy in here of clients that we'd worked with where, um, the woman required, and I mean required like really high standards from her husband. Mm -hmm. Like he will cook meals on this many days a week. He will like pick the kids up from school on these days. He will volunteer at these events. He will do these things as a matter of purpose. Like there's no question about that. This is the set point, but she would not almost ever be like, oh, and the trade-off is we have sex because that's what he wants. Right. It was like women, women have this, it's almost unspoken. I believe it's hardly ever spoken about where they have, they are able to have a list of 55 demands. None of them are of which are sexual. None of them, and right? And those, those demands create the security and safety yes. for you. Yeah, so it's right? pay the bills, help with laundry, help with homework, help with carpool, help with whatever. This it's is like, important to me. It makes mm-hmm. me feel all the feels. Yes, but as women, we feel very like righteous in the fact, well, this is what a good person does, right? So it's not even that you're doing it for me necessarily. It's that you're doing this for your kids and your family and your home, right? So that I'm... Um, so hear me out here. I'm I'm trying to express and mm. reveal the inconsistencies here. So what if Seth was like, okay, if we flip the, we reverse the roles here and you go, well, I, I paid the bills one time in the last 365 days. Why aren't you happy? I picked our kids up from carpool once. Or is it like, again, uh, this is the only example I can think of. Is it like, okay, I, I went out and got all the resources, right? Um, and uh, and and uh, holding it over here, and like, well, I don't know. I I I, I dumped a bunch of money in the thing three times in three years. What's what, what's? I mean, hello. You should be fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like 
I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking of like withholding, you know, like withholding sex. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of those questions too Mm -hmm. as like a weird punishment or something under the guise of like, well, I just don't like it. But subconsciously, you're like holding it back because you got hurt one time or something. Right. So it's it's multifaceted. And I hope none of this like waters down like the the bigger point that we're Mm -hmm. saying. It's like money, food, relationship, emotional intimacy physical intimacy aka sex all creates like the perfect recipe mm-hmm. for health and wellness mm-hmm. but people get so caught up on like well I just don't like sex well you know, sorry I don't like making money <laughs> I can I have a master's degree I can make ass loads of money mm-hmm. I just don't like it I just don't want to pay your bills I don't like it right I mean you can make money too Right, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Right, and then I'd rather spend my time doing other things. Right, that sounds off. And then you go, oh well, wife, you want more money? Then go make it yourself, but stay within our marriage. Don't don't do these things. Right, so like you can see the, it just creates this crazy double standard. I mean, and that's really, I guess, where I look at it is it's a massive double standard of saying, husband, and again, broad strokes here. Uh, you must follow all of my requirements that meet my need for connection, my need for security and safety and financial provision, whatever the thing is, right? You must meet all of these requirements and brush your teeth and be decent and (laughs) shave and whatever. But you will get nothing that you value in return. And now a lot of women, I bet you will bristle at that. And and what you do value is like, well, that's kind of gross or you're a perv or Mm -hmm. whatnot. I mean, right, right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I think there's a lot to be said for like reciprocal, the reciprocal nature of what, of what a healthy marriage, uh, I want to say the word requires, but that sounds a little bit weird because you can run an unhealthy marriage off of like, how about, a um, so, okay. What is it called? I think it's called, um, like in, in businesses, uh, well, one of it is best practice. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what is the, oh, the, um, the gap generally accepted principles, mm-hmm. like in, in accounting and stuff. You know, so it's like generally accepted practices, maybe, maybe practices. Uh So like all the smart accountants, I don't know, over decades go, you know what? Generally speaking, this is the best standard way we do way to keep your books, way to do P&L or this or anything. Right. You can go out of that. There's a bunch of different systems like profit first or other like accounting principles Mm -hmm. and practices. Right. But on the whole, generally, this is the, 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 these are the ingredients you need to make the stew right. of like, yeah, right. decent, profitable, normal business, right? Mm-hmm. Why do people get so weird when, when we lay out and other people lay out, oh, generally accepted practices in a marriage include respect, safety, security, emotional intimacy, attunement, listening, date nights, sexual intimacy, <laughs> people, people 
I don't know what happens to people. Right. People are the worst. Well, and that's why, uh, like, that's why I made the power couple planner literally was like, this is a a matter of math, right? This is literally just a matter of the maths and like the data points. So, and, and if you think of it in any other context, like saving money or filling your car up with gas, like your car won't run on empty. It won't. Mm-hmm. Right. And too many women are like requiring, and now again, this happens the opposite way as well, but they're like, yeah, fill my tank all day long, but screw your tank. Actually, don't screw your tank. <laughs> the opposite of that. Screwing is not happening. That's where Screwing we're having this conversation. Screwing is not happening to the tank, but like forget what your needs are. And that's mm-hmm. where... It's interesting because that's what I thought the book, um, what is it? The one by Liz Plank. What is it called? Uh, For the Love love of Men. men. I thought there would be like more sort of stuff like that. Like actual love of men? (laughs) (laughs) No. I thought it would be slightly different than it was. And I thought that there would be sort of more addressing of things like that. Because at some level, women, ladies, uh, and again, this goes both directions. But if you have a... If you have a, a husband that you have actively denied sex to and you have a laundry list as long as the Eiffel Tower of, well, if he had done this, then we could have, but he didn't. Well, if he hadn't mm-hmm. said that, then we could have, but he didn't. But if he wasn't such a baby, then we would have, but we didn't. Like if you didn't have that and you could just see like your spouse is a person, mm. they're a human. Stop being such a jerk to them. Like Let me- now, hold on for one second. The person who wrote this question in could be a total D hole, though. D hole, a hole. Oh, you read F hole. <laughs> like You're a just thing going on an down instrument. the whole thing. Just a sound hole on an instrument. Yeah, I no, play that's viola. hilarious. Come on. The F hole and the G string. I don't know. You orchestra people got too many curves. Uh, um, air on the G string. <laughs> anyway, uh, but the guy who wrote in could be could be a total jerk, and mm. I just might not know that, but. Um, there's just a lot to be said for like, maybe mm. it's a problem with how you're perceiving stuff. And maybe you just don't see your spouse as a human mm-hmm. and that's not okay. And let's work on that. And let's do the math. If you want your spouse to attune to you every day, if you want your spouse to pay the bills, again, speaking super generalized terms here. If you want your spouse to like bathe your child, be uh, read the books for bedtime, do all the things, but you can't even reciprocate lovingly and like in an awesome, amazing attitude, the physical element of that. There's, there's a lot more that you guys have to figure out. And like this, go, to, go to counseling now. This is not a context of like, oh, well, I took her to dinner and had, you know, wine or whatever. Right. She better put out. It is not that. Um, sometimes that is the expectation. So don't get anything sideways because that is clearly not what we're saying. But what if it, this was kind of reversed and the wife was saying I don't feel attuned to he doesn't listen to me I don't he doesn't value my opinion he mm-hmm. always puts me down all this right. stuff she's or, just screaming yeah. and crying to be listened to or to let, like let me have some, her emotional yeah. need actually attuned to right let me use an uh, I'm going to use a specific example this is another Sick of this. couple they're not our clients but um it's a little bit of the opposite of what we're saying where the husband doesn't uh, reach out sexually. Right. And mm-hmm. this wife is like, what am I? Am I just the worst? Like this person does, do they not care about me? Why don't I matter enough? And it's interesting to see it from that sort of role reversal from what we generally think of as being what happens, right. Where it's the man wanting sex and the wife 
you know, withholding. This is the opposite. And it's really insightful and, and helpful to hear her perspective. Now, it's, it's hard and challenging and sad and all of the things. But basically, it's like it's dude man's turn to show up mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I care so much about you. I care about you and how you feel, wife, that I will intentionally, you know, do foreplay, buy you special like roses or take you on a date or remember to do sweet things or whatever. Like it's really just being seen. It's being seen by your partner. And if being seen for Seth looks like physical touch and words of affirmation and intimacy and being seen for me looks like acts of service and quality time, which those are our actual like love language things. Mm -hmm. If that's what it means, great. See your partner in the way they need to be seen. Like it's not, I don't know. There's just, there's Mm -hmm. a lot to it, but I will say also it is asking a lot of a person to show up physically if they don't, if they're not like in the mood to do that, or if it doesn't naturally sort of like if they're not naturally in that headspace, but that's not something outside of your realm as a person to create and control and, uh, intentionally make for the pure love of your marriage. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. Go, I go back to this idea that that's what the power couple planner is for. Like it's for the actual, like, Oh, let's be really intentional about this. Cause the last thing I want is 365 days to go by where I was like, Oh, oops. I mean, would you not, would you, me, would you, <laughs> would you not think something was askew if we didn't have sex for like six months. Oh, absolutely. I would be very worried I about mean, that. Would your brain just work like a normal human? Um, I don't know what that meant. When would your brain work like a normal human? Is that implying it currently doesn't? No, I'm implying that maybe this wife's brain doesn't work like a normal human. Like it's normal to her not to have sex for six months. It at might a time. not be normal to her, but she might not know what to do. That's why I say go talk to a counselor. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash us. Like, yeah. I mean, you got to do, you got to do something, but. Mm-hmm. It, it, but just like do the, do the little trick that we talk about all the time. Future cast. What is this going to look like in a year? Oh, now it's been four years since we haven't had sex or we've had sex four times in four years. Like that is a really terrible track record. And, and is that what I want? I, is that- couldn't, I could not be surprised if I emotionally neglected you, dismissed you. I mean, not even in a weird, abusive way. Like, you are so stupid, I can't even believe it. I didn't even like saying that. I take it back. <laughs> that was funny. Um, your, your opinion doesn't matter. All this stuff. Like, oh, she'll get over it, whatever. If I, if I did that for like six months even, mm-hmm. much less three years, mm-hmm. could I be surprised if literally... You started like spending time with other dudes. No, I wouldn't think so. I mean, it would. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, if you were a fool, you might be surprised by it. True. Right. Or, or just like super naive mm-hmm. about it. Or, or like ignorant to like. And I'm not saying this if this is if this is happening to you. Okay. Yep. You know, carte blanche. Go do something crazy. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but like, I don't know if if. I don't work for a year and we're just spending everything on credit card. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, uh, we might get evicted. Are you surprised? Right. Are you, are you honestly surprised? I would only be surprised if I hadn't had the like wherewithal to be like, what is this going to result in? 
You know, and that's why I say zoom out a year, five years. Like, what is this going to equal in that timeline? Mm -hmm. Like, what is this going to create? And I'm asking this for the wife perspective. Like, what are you reaping? Don't be surprised at what you sow. Is that right? No. You sow what you reap? No. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. So if you're sowing this. Oh, she's not sowing anything. So to, well, to not have that, a harvest. That is sowing that, something. No, that's what I'm saying. Like you're not, you will have no harvest. You have to put in the work. Oh, when it's reaping time, you're like, where's the plants? Well, yes. I didn't plant anything yeah. in springtime. So. Oh, I plant, no, I planted a single seed, one seed. One so seed I have a year. A one carrot. You to, planted to one reap. sex a year and you reaped nothing? one carrot. Not even a carrot. You're not great. A radish. I don't even know. <laughs> a daisy. Um, but yeah. Not much. It's, I think that that's a great way of looking at it. Like you reap what you sow. You need to sow into, you need to plant the garden that you want in a year from now. And it takes freaking work. And it's so annoying to me. So annoying to me that mm. it's like people don't see that living a great life takes a great amount of work. What was it? We were just watching. Oh, Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z, that documentary on Netflix where he was talking about the three unavoidable truths or something. And mm -hmm. one is that there's always work. Con always, there's yeah. always constant work, no matter what, no matter if you're like a bajillionaire or poor or anything, it doesn't matter, but life consists of constant work. And I was like, I love that because I think that so many people think at some point I'll do, I'll put in all this work and then somehow work will stop having to happen. That's what culturally we're taught. Mm -hmm. Like go to school, mm -hmm. maybe to go to college, get a trade, work for 40 years and then retire like we we're talking about with Ramit today. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I have all this money when I'm, you know, 75 or 80 and then you do stuff. Yeah. You're like, oh, literally great. I have four years now. <laughs> literally great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, ma it, makes, it makes a lot of sense. Like, stuff is hard. There is no... um Ain't nothing for free, y'all. Tony, Tony Robbins talks about if you're not growing, if you're not striving, if you're not intentional, if you're not purposeful of, around stuff, then you're dying or moving backwards, mm -hmm. right? At worst, you're dying, mm -hmm. but at, at least you're going backwards. Right. And I cannot ev ever even think of one single conversation that I've had with anyone, client, coaching, therapy, or not, of like, I'm okay with things getting worse. Right, right. Nobody says that. Right. And I'm, I, I'm okay with less money. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with like seeing my savings just go down to zero. I'm okay not talking to my kids as much and having close relationships with them. It's cool. Right. And I think too, I, I like no the way. gardening analogy because uh, yard and slash yard work analogy, like everything takes maintenance. Everything, 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 everything. Mm. Uh, and if you live somewhere like in Washington, we live near Seattle all things are trying to grow all the time on everything. So spray, moss I, on your roof. I you sprayed gotta, the moss before this podcast and now I have to spray moss again. That's not true. I but know, uh, like there's moss on the roof. There's weeds, giant weeds in our yard. There's always things growing in the cracks of the concrete. It's never ending. And if you, if you um, don't do the work, which people who lived in this house before us didn't, then we coming into this house after it's been neglected for a few years in the yard, have a massive amount of work to do to get it to normal, to get it to like homeostasis, normal. It doesn't feel overgrown, mm -hmm. all of the things. And that's life, right? So this person has neglected her marriage, has not harvested into it, has not done all of the things. And the reward you get for that neglect is, well, this sucks. 
Like I'm unhappy. I have, my needs are not being met. I don't even feel seen. Like I'm doing all this stuff and I just, I can get nothing. So I don't know. All of that to say, use data as your driver. If that's what you have to do, like schedule sex, if that's what you got to do. And you can put sex on your calendar and find out, oh, I scheduled sex on a Wednesday night at this time. Mm -hmm. I can show up for that Wednesday night scheduled sex in an amazing mood. And I can show up with energy and enthusiasm and in that mood for sex if I decide to. Mm. I'm not going to let my feelings... That's a key factor if you decide to. Yeah. I'm not going to let my feelings push me around anymore and be like, well, I I didn't feel like it. Yeah. No one feels like paying bills or doing dishes. Like you do them because you know you need to and you don't want to get behind and you don't want to feel whatever. You you talk about data and stuff and you know, I don't know, the last couple of years, dashboards are, are a thing, you know, like with all the, well, SaaS services, software stuff, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, what's the dashboard? Oh, yeah. It gives you, just like a dashboard in a car. Oh, I've got X miles on my odometer. Mm-hmm. My RPMs are this. My gas is here. Here's the temp. Um, I'm going this fast. Mm-hmm. My air pressure is this for fancy cars, right? Um, that lets Or any you- car when someone has a manual air pressure gauge. Well, no, on like on my truck, it tells me all the, the PSI, right? And I actually look at it all the time. I'm like, okay, cool. We can drive now, right? So that gives you a snapshot dashboard of mm-hmm, if overview. all those things are within normal range, within normal limits, mm-hmm. it's good to go. It's generally, a let's go, right? right? And so when I, um, I mean, I keep kept a journal for zillions of years now since dinosaurs, <laughs> I would... It's written on dinosaur skin. <laughs> Yeah, it's a dinosaur. Megafauna hide. leaves are your page. T Rex hide was my first thing. Anyway, uh, I would, uh, when we had sex, just write an S with a circle around it on mm-hmm. certain days, you know? So if I look back on that in six months, oh, like, sorry. oh, wait a minute, the average one to two times per week. Oh, in general, that is like a dashboard. You know what? Things must have been going halfway decent mm-hmm. for us to both show up mm-hmm. one to two times a week sexually. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it was three. It's like, oh, that was a great week. You know what I'm saying? If there's like weeks and weeks and weeks, it's like a bank statement. Right. Like, oh man, I've been under a hundred dollars for these last six weeks. Something's got to give. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or compared to like, you know what? Very high sum generally across the board in savings and checking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Doing something right. Right. And I want to comment it's a barometer. on that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to comment on that as well too, that like, even if on, even if one of the settings on like, let's say the dashboard of your truck, just because of the way it projects when you drive around, I also notice the air pressure in the tires because you have it set up for that view or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking at it constantly too. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Like that one has 37 PSI or whatever it is. Right. Um, and so it's interesting because it's not like, okay, I can see all the, I can see all the pounds per square inch of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's on zero. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> like, no, you... No, that is a recipe for disaster. Don't go. Do something right now to change it. So like you may have all of literally every single other thing might be totally fine in right in the range it's supposed to be in everything. But if one of those things is wrong, it can be completely detrimental to the marriage, to the relationship, to yourself as a person. So we can't ignore that. Like you can't, you can't be like, well, yes, um, all of this is like, think about it on an airplane. 
There is no, there is no thing on an airplane where they like test all this stuff. And they're like, well, that, yeah, that one doesn't work, but we'll just go anyway. It's good enough. Like, no, it's not good enough. It or, will, or, or we can ignore that until we, you know, fly 2000 miles away. Right. Perfect example on our anniversary, your van had a flat tire. Oh yeah. Right. But did it start? Yeah. Did the AC work? I could have driven it home. Did the radio home. work? Mm-hmm. Did the lights work? Mm-hmm. Everything else worked. But that one thing was like, we must pay attention to this mm-hmm. right now. You could have, well. I could have driven it home and tore out my car. It would have ripped the tire. I've seen that before. It would have ripped the tire completely to shreds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then you uh, would have ridden on the rim, which mm-hmm. would be very obviously dangerous. Right. And that would only last so long. I've seen this too. To where, oh, now you're actually down to the disc mm-hmm. in front, which that is hilarious. I don't even know what people are thinking when they try to do that. But I have, I've seen that more than once. I don't think they're drunk. Well, yeah, for sure. But that is a clear indicator. Stop now. Address this. Stop now. Go to counseling. Get this fixed. Talk about it. We must do something mm-hmm. different. Or nothing changes. Right. Nothing and, changes yeah. if nothing changes. And I want to say too, growth is in the discomfort. So you lady, lady, wife of this person who wrote mm. in, you're going to hate every second of this growth. You're going to hate it. You're going to want to be mm. like, this is the worst. Change your own F entire. You're the worst. Everything's the worst. But is that how you want to live? Is that the type of wife and woman you wanted to become menopause or not? Like, I don't know. There's so much to be said for like, grow a pair of ovaries and work through it. That is something that I wish more people said to more people more often. Answer me this. Riddle you what? When women, and I've heard Tina say this before and other people, don't women, so like a guy's in his absolute sexual peak of like fertility, basically it's just biological, you know, in your like 18s or 16s to 23 or something like Mm -hmm. that. You're like, yep, you can impregnate a thousand women and have sex 500 times a day. That's what you're designed to do. Mm -hmm. Aren't women, don't they go through some sort of sexual No, it's different thing? for every woman. It's not even, it almost isn't even worth communicating. It's different for every person okay. and every single thing impacts it, like diet, exercise, mm. mental health. But typically, I mean, so what I'm saying, typically, <clears throat> if that does happen, that happens later for women than it does for guys. Is that right? Yes, but not in menopause. Menopause is after. You're talking about the 30s. It says, I don't know this if thing it's like current the 40s data. or something, but okay, no. yeah. Uh, Women are likely to get pregnant again near menopause, if that's what you're referring to, in their mm. 40s. I see. Because um, of what chemicals and hormones and stuff do. Mm. And they think they're not capable oh, they of having they're... kids anymore, and then they have that menopause baby. Boom. Um, but I don't know. There's just a lot to be said here. And I want to really call out lovingly any women or men who are like trying to say it's okay that my spouse meet all of my needs and that they pay the bills, they can, you know, contribute to childcare. They do all of they do all of the things. But I'll be damned if I give them the one thing that they want the most. Right. And someone said, I've actually heard this many times. Well, you only did that thing. You only were nice to me because you wanted sex. You only drove to the gas station because you wanted gas. You only went to the restaurant because you wanted food. Don't be such a prissy B word. Like, of course, that's what they were doing. And if it's done over time, eventually they'll be nicer to you a lot more like out of like out of a regular practice, not just to get a thing. But the the, the fact that someone is nice to you because they just want sex is not stupid. 
I mean, it may normal human nature. It may make the other person feel used now, like out of context, like, oh, I've been ignored for five years. And then like, you're just talking to me because you only want something. I understand that. And this happened to us the other night. You were running your fingers through my hair. You never do that. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. You never do it. And you only did it because you wanted sex. No, incorrect. I did it because I knew that you liked it. And I want, I need to, and want to do more of that because I know that you like it. We didn't even have sex that night. Right. I know, but that's because I had a cold, but it was on our schedule to have sex. But you hear what he just said. I did it because I know you like it and I need to do more of that. Mm. Right. So that there is no way to get to where we both want to be without that practice kind of clumsily walking through it. But again, at the, at the onset, if you're the person denying your spouse physical intimacy and they say it's something that they need, you have a shit ton of work to do. I'm not supposed to cuss. I, sorry, I cussed. Flag. Reva, I cussed. Remove that cuss, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not awkward at all, is it? That'd be really funny. Um, but you can leave that part in because that's for shits and giggles. Remove that cuss. Flag it again. This is the best oh, fun boy. I've ever had. Anyway. Here we go. I think that this makes sense and I hope that it's helpful to people. Um, It is really, really, really challenging uh, if we have a lot of really negative associations tied to physical intimacy. Physical intimacy is an incredibly vulnerable act. Um, A person writing in, if you've ever required your spouse to do something sexually, been forceful, been unkind, been mean, rude, whatever, like there's history that you may have to undo and heal and all of that stuff. But at the get go, go Mm -hmm. and get counseling. Yes. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash us and sign up with a counselor or find one in person in your local area or whatever. But, um, I really appreciate you writing in. And again, I hope that this is helpful, but we got to stop pretending that our spouse can meet all of our needs and then we can deny them the one need that they truly want. Not okay. If it was flipped, it would. I think there'd be a lot more stronger feelings. How dare him? Doesn't talk to his wife. How dare you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So I'm not like trying to be weird and judgy because I know that a lot of hurt is around this from the church and other stuff like that. So I'm not saying, oh, you owe this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, in a yeah, in a in a regular, healthy, reciprocal relationship denying that certain things aren't important and denying that certain things are more important to the other spouse and like them wanting that is goofy or whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Yeah, absolutely. Let's think, let's think more critically here, people. So exactly. we love you. Thank you so much. If you want more information on anything that we do, go straight to anatomyofus.com mm-hmm. and you'll find it. So we love you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. Bye.